Welcome back to anyone who's listening. Welcome back to Kenny and Davey. How the hell have you been? Well, we've been fine, Tom. We're the one who we've been worried about. I mean, you've been stuck in the death zone in Gallifrey and God knows where else. I know. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I had this idea that I could attain immortality and then it all went horribly wrong and I've been stuck there ever since. Well, un- unpickled in time now. It's good to have you back. Yeah, we're okay. We're surviving, just doing like everyone else is trying to do it this ridiculous time and just try not to go too crazy and and just keep going yeah it's it's all but it's been my fault that we haven't been as uh regular with the, with the updates as, as we had been previously just to explain you two already know this but my my house has been a bit of a girdle the past few months because you know it wasn't enough chaos to have a lockdown we decided to get the entire house redecorated at the same time and that included my study, so my computer's been out of action, and uh, the, the study itself uh, was was out of action, and everything in my study was, oh, it was just a nightmare. Piles and piles of books in every other room of of the house, and it just wasn't uh, it wasn't practical to do an episode. However, while we've been away and while we've been chatting, uh, we have been talking about uh, the podcast and about how we continue it, not if, but how. And we've been talking for some time about uh, a new project. And that's because we discovered that we have a lot of interests in common apart from Doctor Who. And it occurred to me when I was watching, I think it was an old Hammer Horror, it was a James Bond or something. There is an awful lot of overlap, isn't there, between... You know, because Bond, uh, Doctor Who's been around for such a long time, there are actors, producers, writers, you know, obviously work on other projects. And if you were to draw a Doctor Who family tree, uh, in the same way they used to do these rock family trees where different members of different groups joined other bands and, and had solo albums and all that, there is a huge interconnectivity inter- between Doctor Who and almost every other, uh, you know, cultural production that, that, that's on offer. Um, so that's that's essentially what we started off thinking, and we've decided to launch a, a not a mini series, but an occasional series within Power of Three of Doctor Who family trees. Davey, what do you think of that? You're putting your thumbs up because we're on video. <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea because there are um, there are a lot of Doctor Who podcasts around, um, and doubtless a lot of the Doctor Who podcasts will cover a lot of the same stuff and probably say a lot of the same stuff. So it's nice to try and do something a little bit different, still Doctor Who related, that um, you know, just lets us talk about some other stuff and hopefully be a little bit more interesting and a little diverting. Kenny, do you have any ideas about some of the things we might look at in future? Well, absolutely. There's some very obvious things. That, you know, If you're a fan of Doctor Who, there are certain other shows that you'll definitely love. Things like El Dorado, EastEnders, Coronation Street, all these kind of great shows that you know that are a natural <laughs> tie-in for Doctor Who fans. Alternatively, we could always try the likes of Star Wars, like Seven, as you say, James Bond, all these sorts of things, you know, and Hammer Horror, all these genres and other you know, well-defined we should be genres. Cl- we should be clear, shouldn't we, about about the criteria that on which we choose these other 
television shows or, or movies about it's not just that we also like them. Uh, you know, it has to, there has to be a Doctor Who connection. There has to be somebody who yeah. has either appeared in Doctor Who, written it, produced it or co-produced it, had some kind of creative involvement in Doctor Who, who has also had a creative involvement in whatever other show or movie we're looking at, yeah? Definitely. Otherwise, Definitely. we just end up saying, well, you know, it's just a film podcast and we're Doctor yeah. Who fans, therefore that qualifies and that's not good enough. And something even like Queer as Folk, there's obviously that's Russell T. Davis's yeah. big breakthrough series for mainstream TV, not just kids TV. And there's all the Doctor Who links with that and quite a few of the cast members in that went on to appear in the TV show when Russell T. brought it back. So things like that, I think, are absolutely legit. I was, ever since I started thinking about this new idea, whenever Carol and I are sitting watching TV, um, whenever an idea comes up, I type down, oh, there's a connection. And the list is enormous. Because, oh. because Doctor has been around for such a long time, the, you know, and you can watch movies and, and different television shows going back basically to 1963 and, and come up with, with links and almost everything you watch. It is, it is a remarkable, it's a remarkably healthy family tree over the years. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the possibilities are endless, to be honest. There's, there's all sorts of stuff we could talk about. And we will. So, so watch this space, folks. This is a very short podcast just to let you know what's happening. And we will be doing the First Family Trees podcast very shortly and we'll upload it very soon. However, in that vein, we had some sad news today that most Doctor Who fans, who are frankly enough, a lot of them are James Bond fans as well. We've had some very bad news about an iconic figure leaving us, Kenny. I don't, yes, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mean Kenny's the iconic figure who's left Kenny's us. Kenny's left us? What? Kenny? He was fine a minute ago. <laughs> Thankfully, listeners, I am alive and kicking. Uh, yes, the very sad news we heard today, literally just about 15 minutes before we started this recording, is that Sir Sean Connery passed away at the age of 90. And he's been retired for the past few years, and obviously he's not been seen in public for a while, living in his home in the Bahamas. But he's passed away after a short illness. And obviously his the three of us are Scottish, we, we have that connection to Sean Connery, as in, he's our James Bond. He might not be my favourite James Bond, that's Sir Roger, but of course I do have that, that love of everything he did, and he established it, I mean, been to the, the place where he was born, and that sort of thing, and yeah, I, I, I've, I'm very, very sad. I mean, I've got an oblique family connection to Sean Connery. Okay, really? My mum and dad, yeah, I do. My mum and dad got engaged... Uh, at a hotel in Stirling. So they went out for a meal and they were dining there and there was an awful lot of hubbub in the restaurant that night as all the staff were determined to go over to this one table and all the other diners were going over there and mum and dad noticed that it was Sean Connery there with a group and they left him alone um, and virtually every other table went over, you know, they all can get an autograph, obviously pre-selfie days and <laughs> they were chatting with them and uh, mum and dad left him alone. So then at the end, um, Sean got up with, and, with his party and left and he looked over towards my mum and dad and he noticed that they hadn't come over and he gave him a wee grin and a nod as if to say, thanks very much. And uh, off he went into the night, never to be seen again by my mum and dad in person, but obviously <laughs> other people saw him. 
but that's my wee family connection to Sean Connery. So my that's dad always liked telling me that when he when I became a James Bond fan, as I used to do a James Bond fanzine in the late nineties, Universal Exports for those who oh, right. remember it. Didn't didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've still got copies somewhere. I'm even right, the master copies so I can run you off versions of them. Um, we did things like yeah. the drafts, the, the Road to Goldeneye, which was the evolution of the revolution from the three drafts of the script, from what it started out to what it became. That kind of stuff was there. So yeah, it's right. a very, very sad day for all James Bond fans. And I'd say movie fans in general, there's obviously yeah. the Bond franchise shook things Absolutely. up. He's, he's, he's a real, I don't want to overstate it, but he's a real mainly obviously led by James Bond, but Sean's a bit of a real sort of cultural icon, isn't he? I mean, stuff like oh, Highlander, yeah. stuff like Zardos, stuff like, you know, um, Robin and Marion, you know, he's, he's, aye, he's, a, he's a, a real cinematic legend and um, aye, it's, 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 it's a very sad day, yeah. I, I never met him. I, I've, got, I've got anecdotes about a number of James Bond actors that I've never met. Uh, and w when I was an MP, Alex Salmond, promised me once uh, that he would introduce me to Sir Sean because of course Alec was was close to him um, and he knew that I was a, a Bond fan and a Connery fan um, but like all nationalist promises just didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> lol <laughs> hashtag political satire there listeners yeah I'll right. for the next 15 minutes I um, yeah, so you're right, and he, I think he was underrated as an actor. He was, you know, you, you get a certain type of snobby critic who would always criticise him because he he didn't change his his accent. Now, if you've got an accent like Sean Connery's, why the hell would you ever change it for any part? Aye, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good quote. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um, what so? What's your favourite non-James Bond film with him in it? Then, gents, what would you say? Uh, for me, it's probably The Untouchables. Right, uh, which, which is just a brilliant film anyway um, and uh, what I love about it is he, he kind of notwithstanding my other comment he, he kind of starts off kind of half arsed doing an Irish accent and then about 15 minutes in he just right. thinks oh, sod this I'm getting, back, <laughs> I'm getting back to my usual accent which is absolutely fine and he is, he is, he is just tremendous in that my, my favourite Sean Connery movie is Highlander um, Mainly, you know, there's, people make jokes about the fact that Sean playing an Egyptian opposite a Frenchman playing a Scotsman. And then there's that wonderful scene when, um, when um, Sean's character asks Christopher Lumbell's character about a what a haggis is. So <laughs> <laughs> much stuff with Ethan Barley. Oh, it's, it's tremendous. <laughs> so funny. And what do you do with this? You eat it. Oh, it's so good. And um, it's a light, it's a lovely... Quite a range performance in Highlander. You know, there's a lot of light comedy, but there's also real sort of seriousness, real gravitas. I think he's um he's probably underrated as an actor. And I think maybe after James Bond, he wasn't given as much of a chance as maybe he deserved to show his, and, his range. And yet, know? and yet, when when uh, when he had already left the role, and then Lazenby hadn't worked out, and they asked him to come back for, to do Diamonds Are Forever, one of the demands he insisted upon was the funding of an independent movie called The Offence. Now, if you've seen The Offence, it is an astonishing film and he has an astonishing part in it. And it, it is, it's nuanced, it's controversial because basically he, he may or may not play a child molester in it. Right. Um, uh, and, and it's incredibly violent, brilliantly acted. It's basically a stage play put into a movie. 
Um, okay. And that that was that was you know that was one of the demands he made that that film should be made. It used to be shown quite a lot uh, in the seventies and eighties on television, and it has been on for a while. But if you if you're a fan of real brilliant hardcore raw acting, Connery right. was never better than when he was in the offence. I think. Cool. Oh, UK. Then, what, what's your favourite non-Bond genre, John Connery? I, I, I'm with you. I, I love the Untouchables. I think he's ironically untouchable in that. Um, I think he's he's just. So, I think he's such a clever performer. And I say the accent thing pff, doesn't matter if you can do an accent. If you can do a bloody good performance and are believable, then yeah. absolutely. I mean, even I mean, you look at something later in his career, and I know it's a really bad film, The Avengers, where he's pretty much mm. sending himself up and sending up Bond villains, playing playing a, a, a really bad version of a Bond villain. And you can tell he's having a ball. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. The film is dreadful, much as I love The Avengers. There's another one we could do as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another episode. Um, but he's, as August de Winter, he's he's having a ball, even if the, the film is appalling. He's the best thing in it by an absolute mile, uh, apart from uh, Uma Thurman's Leather Catsuit. But... <laughs> Of course, you would say that. <laughs> of course, of course, Kenny was going to say that. I mean, you know, just, it, there's never an opportunity, message to bring the tone down. Plus, change, my friends. Plus, change. Um, have we mentioned? Um, have we mentioned Hell Drivers yet? I know we talked. I mentioned. I think we haven't said anything about that. Yeah, have we. Which obviously no. has been um, a great movie that Sean appeared in alongside you know people like William Hartnell and Gordon Jackson and Patrick McGoon and Sid James. But I think it was on. I think it was in Talking Pictures again the other day, actually, so it's, there's a good chance it'll probably pop up again fairly soon. Um, that's a good, a nice early one. You know, quite um, uh, The Uncut Diamond, as it were. You know, he's really good mm-hmm. in that as well. Phenomenal yeah. movie. We should talk about that definitely one day in the podcast. Well, talking of uh, episodes of the Family Trees branch haha, of, of the Power of Three podcast, if you have an idea for a television show or a movie that you want to hear us discuss, uh, then get in touch with us uh, via Twitter, Power of Three Pod, uh, uh, on our Facebook page, or, well, that's it, really, isn't it? Just those two. Yeah. And for those who missed that, the details appear at the bottom of the screen right now. <laughs> there we go. We're not putting this out in video, are we? Is a video no, no, we're not. We're not. It's just a cheap joke, Dave. <laughs> I would have thought if that had been the case. <laughs> yeah, somebody at CNN gets sacked for that, Dave, so watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> it's uh, yes. it's goodbye for the time being from me. Kenny wants the last word, that's fine. Right, goodbye from me. Take care, everyone. We will see you soon. And from me, Kenny, it's so long for well and... Uh, would you like a joke before I go? Oh, yeah. Go on. Not really, but I know you're going to. Okay. <laughs> What's the most freezing Bond film? Oh, right. Hold on. Uh, oh, I've got it. You... Yeah, I can, I can think of two. I can think of two, actually. Um, right, hold on. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to edit this recording so that it wouldn't sound like I'm thinking about it for such a long time, <laughs> but I'm going to think about it for a long time. Hold on. Right. Cold finger. You got it. Yay! Luckily, that was only the third one in my head when I was going through them, so that's fine. If it'd been the twenty-third or something, it'd have taken a while. Right, adios, amigos, and we'll uh, be in touch soon.
Take care. Bye-bye. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. <laughs>